All right, so The Last Jedi is upon us. Uh, a lot of us uh, have seen it at this point, um, which despite the fact that the movie's not even out yet, uh, in internet terms, already feels like an eternity. Um, but <laughs> but uh, for at least 15 minutes of uh, this discussion, uh, we are not going to be spoiling the movie at all in any capacity. Um, so uh, we're going to be giving you some nondescript uh opinions about the movie um and i'll give you plenty of warning uh we'll let you know the second we go into spoilers uh but on that note all three of us have had a chance to see the movie kevin your reviews uh up on the site for people uh to read um so why don't i go ahead and start with uh what with you what are your like initial thoughts on on the last jedi um i liked it quite a bit um you know I wrote the review last night, uh, and then I've been sort of thinking about it since I saw it in the morning. So my my brain may not. I feel like I've all like I've sort of purged every thought <laughs> I've sort of had about it mm-hmm. uh, in the past thirty six hours. But um, I will say that the thing I took away from uh, the Last Jedi is it made it will make people rethink. Um, what they know about the series and what they've come to expect from the series. And for me, that's that's sort of the the biggest takeaway and the most exciting thing about it. Um, after seven movies, it finds a new way into the saga, into um, the mythology of the series. So, um, yeah, that's about all I can say without getting crazy about it or right. they're getting into spoilers yeah right right no no problem and and rod your your initial thoughts um mine are pretty complicated uh i have uh, like in in terms of like having a, a sort of complicated relationship with star wars that i think i'm a huge star wars fan and i love star wars in theory but maybe less and less more less in practice as as life goes on uh, they, the, the, the new ones speak less and less to me. Um, and so I'm, I sort of feel like a, there's always like a, a big disappointment factor, I think. Um, and it might have that just be my own personal baggage and, um, or, or, or I don't know, but like, uh, I just had really, really, um, I, I guess I can kind of say I, it's weird. I, I kind of can say I, I just didn't like it, but I, like, I, so I thought about it. I saw it just last night and uh, I could not stop thinking about it. Um, I tossed and turned all night thinking about it. Um, it's the first thing that came into my mind this morning when I woke up like immediately. And I, ha- I interviewed Paul Thomas Anderson today and literally my brain was consumed by Last Jedi from the second after I saw it. And I was trying to like spend some time like I, you have to start thinking about Paul Thomas Anderson. You're fucking interviewing this guy. And all I could <laughs> think about was Last Jedi. Like literally if he would have seen Last Jedi, we would have talked about it for 30 minutes. <laughs> Damn. I, I, mean... I, 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 I know exactly that would have happened for sure. Well, I mean, that has to be, like, a, at least somewhat of a good thing, um, you know, despite maybe, like, mixed opinion if it's leaving you with uh, that much sort of baggage to unpack. It's – yeah, it's weird. Like, I feel like I, I kind of want to – I don't see movies twice often, or at least I take big gaps between seeing a second one. But I kind of want to see it again because I, I am thinking about it so much. But, like, 
if you have to ask me, like, what did you like the most about it? Or, like, what are the things you liked about it? I kind of struggle to, to find out what those things are. Interesting. Um, well, I look uh, forward I look forward to when we eventually do pivot over to the spoiler section. Um, but I can honestly say um, I'm much more in Kevin's camp uh, on this one. I, I really, really liked the movie a lot. Um, I think uh, there's a phrase that's been tossed around for both the force awakens and then rogue one after that. And now with this one that I'm going to avoid. So I'm just going to subvert that saying by just saying, I think these new ones have progressively gotten better uh, in my eyes. And I think this one, like I liked the force awakens and I know we we've talked about it. I think ad nauseum off mic about the, the um, it being the new hope 2.0, you know, like it adhering so, so close to the plot structure of that movie that despite like the new characters being pretty great and seeing the old characters again being great, the story left a lot more to be desired. And this movie, mm-hmm. I think, finally like fine tuned that into something that was both like I was vested in the adventure these characters go on. Um, the story was not just Empire 2.0. Like I thought it was a really fresh take within this series. And and I think Kevin really hit it on the head. Like it will make you rethink what you already know about the series and what the series is capable of. And I, I like that this movie delves into slivers of gray, um, something that Star Wars really hasn't done before. Like as great as the best movies in the series are, it, you know, it's very very cut and dry, light side and the dark side of the Force. That push and pull, you know, is very like just kind of black and white and in this movie it's uh it's a lot more complicated uh and it did it in a way that i didn't think was um it did it in a way that i thought was organic and uh unforced um though if i do have any complaints uh i have two but one we could speak broadly about here um in the non-spoiler section and i think kevin mentioned it in his review as well a lot of the humor feels really forced in this movie no pun intended like pardon it's just, the pun. yeah, yeah, yeah. pardon the <laughs> pun it just like there there are some genuine genuinely funny moments and other moments that it just feel like they're kind of desperate and shoehorned in they don't detour the movie I, for I, me anyway but some of them are really bad admittedly i'm glad i'm glad someone else i'm glad that you guys feel that way because that's something that like is a really big problem for me um and um you know, I guess we can get into the spoiler part of it later, but like what, what I really, really disliked is not only is it, as you say, you know, uh, is it sort of contrived and forced, but it just undercuts so many dramatic moments. There's, uh, um, I can't even talk about it in this right now, but like, there's just points where characters meet other characters for the first time that, you know, or, or they, they meet a character that they know and, and, and it's like this big thing and then it's just like there's always this sort of the quip at the end of it that like sort of like takes the the pin out of the the drama and it's like it it, it just it it actually ruined two important scenes for me interesting um i don't know if like i'd have to rethink about it i don't know if there was any moments that like really like truly killed a scene or killed the movie itself for me i just cuz i think it worked dramatically well enough um but there are moments where i just kind of like where the audience was laughing 
and I was just kind of like, oh, that, that that didn't really land, or that didn't go the way they uh, thought. In my screening, I, I had a screening with well, my screening was just press. Um, Same here. And most of the comedy sections, you could hear a pin drop. Oh no! Um, yeah, like <laughs> a lot of it missed, and and uh, like to to agree, like I agree with you, like it didn't slow down the movie for me or take me or thankfully like take me out of any moments but i think it's honestly a combination of just bad it's bad writing like i don't i in my love i really like the movie but you know you know fair is fair like the writing for the comedy stuff is just not good and it's not as if the franchise hasn't had like corny one-liners or or like goofy jokes like it's Part of part and parcel of the Star Wars movies, you know, you're going to get like kind of dad humor or like just kind of dumb, you know, like very broad jokes. Yeah. But um, you know, I mentioned this in my review. In The Force Awakens, I felt a lot of those moments, they felt spontaneous, they felt earned, like it felt yeah, like I agree. It felt I agree. Whereas in this yep. movie, it's it's very like either the actors just aren't hitting it, or it's just the, the material they're given is just so it's poor. Like it's they just the way it's written. Yeah, it's just not it's good. It's the way it's written. It's like every scene, it's like, blah, 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 this happens, this happens, this. And then, ding! It's like the end of every scene. It's got the little, like, wink, ding joke. And it's, like, so frustrating. It happens every, like, few minutes. And I just found myself being like, he's just writing and writing, and here's, like, this is what the scene's about. And then the cherry on top of the joke. It's, like, it's formulaic every single time. And it was just kind of like, it, it, I, I, I almost felt like I could write a course about here's not here's what here's not here's a way how not to kill your own drama and and you should have the courage of your convictions and not worry about doing something really really earnest and hard on your sleeve and feel like you have to be all of a sudden do some sort of like this irreverent sort of little gag at the end of things it was like honestly it was driving me crazy I'm wondering and I don't know if this was like mandated I know I know Ryan Johnson's the sole screenwriter on the movie um, I don't know if it was like mandated that like these jokes had to be in so. here. You don't think so? Or it was just his. No, like... I mean, he, he's been in interviews like he really, really enjoyed the writing process. Like he worked with the Lucasfilm story group very closely. So I think it's just him attempting. I mean, this is his start. This is, you know, him playing in the sandbox. He's dreamed of playing about since playing in since he was 10 years old. I just think that the humor that he wrote. I mean, listen, he's his movies and historically have never been like straight up comedies yeah i was gonna bring I, that yeah. up that like and his... like it's just I, I just think his like funny bone just sort of fails him here that's all um that's it i don't i don't think it was like the hand of kathleen kennedy coming in and saying we need more no jokes. i don't think so either i think a lot of it i mean think about what happens in this movie i think a lot of it is is him just being this is what i want to do and then and then being i think about it like all crazy stuff happens and they're being like yeah, okay, cool. That's a great idea. We're going to let you do that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of like, mm-hmm. it feels like we are going to let you do that. Like that's bold. That's brave. We'll yeah. let you, we'll let you do that. Um, so it, it doesn't feel like to me watching that movie, I, I don't, I don't feel the hand of studio interference at all. I feel like it's a very, very Ryan Johnson movie. Ryan Johnson got to make the movie he just wanted to make. It just happens to be one that I don't connect with sure um, and and i agree with that like i again i didn't know if the if he had written the jokes or if he was told like put a joke here you know i have no idea but um but i do think like to me it's still a fair trade-off it's a fair trade-off because the drama is so strong because the ideas are so 
I won't say strange in the sense that in like like a David Lynch sense or something. They're not like the strangest ideas <laughs> I've ever seen or anything. But like right. within the Star Wars universe, they are strange and interesting and weird and unique. And um, and again, we're not we're not in spoilers yet, so I won't spoil it. But there is a a particular there is a reveal I thought they were gonna fuck up so badly, and I was worried about. And it was the most refreshing thing uh, that they that they oh, did. Yeah, I know um, exactly what you're talking well, about. Why don't, like we just, why don't we just jump into it? All right, so let's just let's just jump in. Spoilers for Star Wars: The Last Jedi, starting right now. Yeah, actually, I'm just about to watch it now, Jack. I have already seen it. <laughs> anyway, uh, at the end, there's a very unusual twist. Oh! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I know there's a twist. I'm going to spend the whole film guessing what it is. Okay, so uh, so Ray, that was the biggest thing I was concerned about for this movie. I was like, oh god, she's going to be somebody's kid, and they're going to make this universe so small, um, which has always been yep. like kind of a problem, with, especially with the prequels, where it's just like focused on the Skywalker family and this clear lineage and the chosen one and the hero's journey and all this stuff, and it's just like, oh great, she's going to be like Luke Skywalker's kid, and it was so refreshing to just be like, no they were just some junkers who sold her for gambling money. And that was like, as depressing as that sounded for that character, that was the most refreshing thing to hear in the movie. Because now any, like it now opens up the force to be inclusive. Like anybody who believes that anybody who like is all good um, or all evil, who knows? um, Well, anybody can be, Anyone can be force sensitive, essentially. Yes, yeah, and I think yeah. that's such a unique, which was always twist. the case. It was always the case, but because of six, you know, Skywalker story movies, you got because think about it in the prequels, right? There's all these different Jedi's. There's there's hundreds of them, right? Right. There's, there's alien Jedi's. There's all these Mace Windu's not like connected to anyone. It's like anybody can be that, but it's been lost in the idea that like everyone's a Skywalker, or even Kylo Ren is the son of you know, uh, uh, Han Solo and, and Princess Leia. So it's like, I think we've all sort of almost been in this weird way conditioned to think that like they have to be connected. And I think that choice that he makes it where he basically says they're nobodies is like, he's demystifying the notion of in a way. And it's, it is really refreshing. And at the same time, a really heartbreaking note too. Yes. Um, it's probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, that whole scene of, is great. The, the writing, the writing, everything, like, you know, it's it just, it's perfect in the way the confluence of everything, the way it works. The mm-hmm. the emotional note, the reveal itself, the writing, the demystification of it. Um, and then, you know, of course, the what happens afterwards. And, and um, so, yeah, I, I think that's, I, I wish the movie was as perfect in that moment as the, as perfect as that moment throughout, throughout the whole thing. But on the, on the flip side of, um, heroes can be anybody you know the movie really puts forth the notion that like the villains now they don't have to be like darth vader or as we now know supreme leader snoke like they just kill him off which i thought was great i have he doesn't have to he doesn't have to be this big mysterious enigmatic like creature that we you know i'm i'm i was thrilled when they just like often same here it's like now now the villain is just Kylo Ren, and he's just a guy who's hurt like emotionally on like some on several levels, and that 
to me is way more interesting than is having another shrouded figure that we have to worry about. Like, um, so I, I think Ryan Johnson, I think that's another genius stroke of the movie is that, you know, so it's just going back to the, to the thing of this universe is now open for so much more possibility. I don't want to sound like I'll I was shouting. This, I'm really, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go on. I was just going to say, I didn't want to sound I like would... I was shouting over you, uh, uh, Kevin to like get to my point, but that was the one I, I loved that about the movie, like that they just decided to, get rid of the big bad entirely like i loved that in in theory that's like my other like minor minor weird like it's such a nitpick i almost don't even want to bring it up but like but if he's supposed to be this all like powerful sith shouldn't he have seen that coming that's such a nitpick (laughs) and i i hate that i'm even saying that i'm kicking my own ass right now but like um but like, but I I love the idea. Like the overall idea was so strong that I just like kind of disregard it. Like I, I I'm going with it. But it was just one of those things where I was like, I'm surprised you didn't see that one coming. But, but it's like, but it's the other thing too. Is like another theme of the movie is that like, and this happens to to Luke too. It's like the the certainty of your own knowledge is like the downfall at the same time. True. Mm-hmm. Like his like his certainty that like that Kyle that his in that moment that Kylo Ren was going to be this evil. Uh, was going to turn to the dark side like that that fucked it up like his certainty and, and unwillingness to like ha- to i don't know to uh to question himself or or and it kind of i think that's probably what happened with snoke he's probably like, so certain that he had figured out kylo ren that it that did him in in the end yeah that he but underestimated I, I, him I, I, yeah he underestimated him but i but i totally get your point but i also feel like and this is just me being like a Star Wars fan. I feel like the whole franchise is filled with little nitpicks like that. Totally. Like, like I said, that's why I'm that's, that's why I'm yeah. even ashamed that like I brought it up. It was just something that was going in my head uh, yeah. through that. I, d- scene. I don't like Snoke's death. I don't like Snoke's death, and I don't like his death for different reasons, which if we can want to get into. But like one of my one of my issues with uh, another issue that I have with this movie is it feels like it is purposely written to have a twist and a surprise in every scene. And so that's like Snoke gets killed, there's a mutiny, this happens. It's like everything that's like, it's like, I'm. it's written to be like, I'm going to do the unexpected. And it's written so often to be like this, I'm going to punctuate that. You, this isn't going to go the way you think it's going to be. Uh, uh, Benito del Toro, oh, yeah, yeah, this isn't going to turn out how you think it. Like, it just constantly, this isn't going to, it's doing it too much. And it feels contrived and forced. Um, and, and uh, it, it, again, that was another one of the things that started driving me a little bit crazy, that, that it was like everything has to be, nothing could be straightforward. Like he couldn't just let a scene be a scene. There always had to be this this kind of reveal or surprise at the end of it, and and that's why Snoke. Like at this point, by by the time of Snoke's death, there's been so many of these things, and I'm just like another one. I was like, oh boy, yeah, right again. Like you know, it like I don't know. It was that it felt contrived. See, I didn't really see that. Like I I saw the the that Snoke reveal being like the start of those reveals, but none of them except for maybe Laura Dern's character, none of them really felt out of character or like they, they, they felt to me, they felt organic to the story, I guess. Like, like to me, none of those moments felt out of character. Maybe it is written for that. Like may, you know, maybe it is meant to 
throw you off guard, but in every single decision that was made, I I believed it. I believed it for a second. I believed that those things would happen. And and maybe that's just the I guess the difference uh in, in enjoyment. I like I was I was actually legitimately surprised. Like I I thought the movie in my as as excited as I was to see it, I was so convinced that the movie was going to go uh one way through most of it um and it didn't yeah you know, I, mean, I, have, is... I have to i have to say i agree i mean uh, we've had like so many like the star wars franchise has always like the storylines and everything in them have always been so straightforward but i think if this movie arrived and it was just another like very you know temp like very much following that sort of template and very straightforward we'd, we'd all be sitting here being like it was okay like but it was kind of what I thought it would be. Like, I kind of like that at a certain point in this movie, well, actually, the moment in this movie where I was like, oh, like, this is, they're just, he's just going to take me somewhere else, is when uh, Luke and Yoda are watching the Jedi Temple burn. Like, that is a crazy image. Like, especially for someone who's like, for, I guess, all of us who have grown up with the franchise. Like, he's literally on screen, like, burning down the very thing that the franchise is built on. Um, and for me, that's an exciting development. Like, that's that's exactly what I, what I want these movies to do going forward. Like, take it apart. Like, mm-hmm. go do different things. Like, don't give me the expected... It's in this movie's partner. DNA. I mean, that's sort of the whole it like, is. idea it of is. the movie. Like, especially, it's like... like it, the whole movie is, I'm going to blow up the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, and Literally. that's what... That's, yeah, I mean, that's and what, he, like, Kylo Ren has he, that like, monologue. It Like, he's where he's just like, it's time to let old things die, basically. It's time to... Yeah, and that's it, that's the whole movie. But And that, again, it sort of starts to irk me because he detonates something at the end of every scene. And it's like, dude, okay, chill out. Like, that's how I felt in the writing of this movie in general. Chill out. Stop with the fucking jokes all the time. Stop with having to fucking blow up every scene and everything. Can you just tell me a story? And, and uh, I, it, it, go, it comes down to uh, – it's simple. You guys were really, really engaged in the movie. And when you're engaged in the movie – and I'm not discrediting it at all because when you're engaged in the movie and you're locked in and everything feels organic, it's the greatest fucking thing in a, in a movie. And I'm really, really, really jealous that I didn't have that experience. And I think sometimes when you're not engaged, when you're not fully locked into a movie – you and like if anyone's listening without I'm being nitpicking, it's like I don't want to nitpick Star Wars at all. It's the last thing I want to do. I want to enjoy every fucking second of it. But when you're not in a movie and you're outside of it, I think the the mechanics of the writing for me anyhow become really obvious. And then that's when I start to like I'm going, oh man, and I can really I'm 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 not I never want to do that. You know what I mean? I don't I don't ever enjoy being in a movie and being like, oh here's X, Y, and Z and doing math in my head about story and this and that like brings me zero pleasure. But like I feel like I could just feel the mechanics of it the whole time and just being like, oh God, over and over again. You know what I mean? It's and a lonely it feeling. Like, We've all been it's there a totally before. lonely feeling. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, we've all been there before. We've all had, you know, there's been that movie where you're on the outside looking in and and everyone seems to be enjoying it. And for whatever reason, it just kind of kicks you out of it. And then, yeah, you're aware of the mechanics of the movie working to make you enjoy it. And it almost like works against you and you start like resisting it. And that sucks. And I'm that that's, you know, that sucks that you had that experience with this movie. And it sounds like we did not um, did not have that experience with this movie. Um, 
and that's a simple boiling down but i think again i think there's a lot of things going on and i that that like makes this movie like worth debating and it's interesting to to debate and see how it worked like not only did it just work for me on a fundamental like story level like this movie had a lot of interesting subtext that i that um like a lot of like you know class class uh structure like there's a lot of like issues especially with like this this new character rose where her and finn are on this uh adventure to try and uh what is it to try and uh knock the uh um thing off the, uh, the 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 tracking the tracking through yeah, hyperspeed yeah, out of that yeah yeah and so like that idea of like they're 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 on this planet this like planet of like one percenters these like war profiteers and like I found that concept to be really interesting. Same with like the Benicio del Toro character, where Finslet says, you know, at least you're working for the good guys, not the bad guys. He's like, ah, there's no such thing in my eyes. It's like let's look at who, who, um, we sold, who the owner of this previous shift sold stuff to. It's like Tie Fighter, Tie Fighter, X Wing, bad guys and good guys. And again, it's that it's those shades of gray that this movie dives into. Um, even if it's heavy handed at times, even if it's maybe just dipping its toe instead of diving all in with it. I think the fact that a star Wars movie is dealing with those kind of issues is really fascinating. I totally agree. And yet I find all of it heavy handed. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Kevin. Uh, no, I don't I mean, I don't think it's heavy, heavy handed. I mean, I don't think it's any more or less heavy-handed than any other Star Wars movie is about the Force or the dark side. You know what I mean? Like, all those movies are... Like, these are what these movies are about. You know? So yeah, I mean... I, I kind of don't... Like, I kind of get what you're saying, but on another hand, I'm like, well, these movies are, like, they all this stuff is way, way, way up front. Like, uh, they've never been treated subtly. Like, I'm... You know, it's not... Yeah, sub- I... I suppose, I mean, I, I find there's so much tell, show don't tell, man, show don't tell. There's, I find much more complexity and emotional and, and moral and and interesting complexity in Cassian shooting that guy, not saying anything else, just tells you everything about him in that moment than I do any one of the really boring and on the nose monologues that Rose has about the one percenters. And like, there's just, everything's just told in these really, really on the nose monologues. Like I would rather have something be shown about it rather than be being or like spoon fed that like, Oh yeah, well, you know, not everything's good and bad. Sometimes things can be gray, man. Why don't you just show me how things can be gray? You know, like Cassie and shooting someone's like, wow, that's complex. He's like a good guy, but he just shot someone, and there's reasons why. We understand it all in that moment. It's all told to us in one second. I don't need Benicio del Toro giving me his like his little monologue about that. That's really on the nose. I don't need Rose telling me this is why the one percent is bad. Like it just, just happens over and over again, and it's like it's it's. But like Benicio del Toro never speechifies. He's just like, let's look at who owned the ship, makes his point, and the scene moves on. Like I, I think that I think part of it is like I don't know. I think you're. I think Rose has like one scene where she's like, "This is my backstory," but that's about it. Uh, Rose has got some of. I think Rose has got the worst dialogue in the entire movie. Well, like her character—I that... will agree—her character is not very good. Like I like they like her and um, like when uh, she kisses um, 
fan, I, I was really like, where did that come from? Like, I there was no chemistry leading up to that moment. Like, at at, at any point did I believe like there was some kind of romantic actually, spark happening? I was like, really interesting. I was, I was like, huh, okay. I thought I like thought I really. That was a that was a scene where I was like, oh, this is just like setting up, prob what I really hope is not a really dull love triangle thing that will happen in, in the last movie between um, Ray Finn and um, Rose. Uh, that didn't work for me. I was like, that I thought that was fairly clunky. I I actually bought it because it's set up from the beginning that it's hero worship and it's not necessarily uh, requited. It, it she kisses him and he's like, what? Like his reaction is almost like what your reaction is. It's he he's not he she doesn't he doesn't necessarily feel sparks. It's not like there's been a relationship, but she's been enamored with him from the minute from beginning one because he's this hero. I just think it cheapens her character that it goes from hero worship to romance. Like here, like I, I, I think that it would have been a better choice if she's just like, you're my hero, and I'm just like now I have a reason to believe that I too this person who works like with pipes or whatever, or I forget who her job is, um, who works in like the boiler room, whatever she's doing, like I too can like step forward and like be heroic too. Like that's enough. Like she doesn't have to kiss him to like underscore that point. Oh, sure. That's totally fair. I'm just saying like, yeah, I, I, I buy some of it or I, it's unnecessary. You're right. But I do buy yeah. it. But going back to what you're saying about the, to going back to the gray and stuff, like I kind of see what you're saying, but for me, some of the most, some of the best moments of the movie are when Ray and, and um, Kyle Ren are like connected and sort of talking to each other. And, and you know, we see like, again, this is like one of the things that really excites me with the movie. It's like, here's Ray who is like wrestling in a way with like having both a, a dark and, and, and light nature in a really tangible way that I don't think the other Star Wars movies have done. Like, it's been mentioned it. Like, we've seen characters turn one way or the other, but we've never seen a character exist for an entire movie with both of those things, like, warring inside of them. Um, and, and that's too exciting to me. And the, and the build-up to, to them connecting through the Force and then fighting together in that red room with the, with the dudes, um, with the Praetorian Guards... Um, I thought all of that was really well done and really exciting. Um, and even certainly, the there's a lot of certainly there's a lot of like self doubt and misgivings and uh, uncertainty within these characters, and and that for sure, I I, I totally get why um, you're responding to that because these characters usually are like everything's good or everything's bad, and it's pretty simple. Um, and yeah, this is probably the first time we've seen so much uh, self doubt and. Uh, and uh yeah uncertainty in these characters i love i mean i just love how those scenes are framed like when they're like yeah. talking to each other and then how like one of them will be physically in the place uh where the other one is like i i thought that was just i don't know a cool or even visual the, the simple the simple edits like back and forth between the two of them were just like were so well done speaking of like, simple... it's, a, it's a oh it's just a really easy kind of scene to like have it work really clunky, but I think he found a really elegant way to, to sort of cut it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Those scenes really worked for me. And I thought they were really clever and exciting. Me too. Speaking of simple My... edit. Oh, uh, just real, real quick. Um, I sure, loved, sure. um, cause the movie 
one, this movie, I feel like calms down the fan service compared to like the last two movies. Like, I feel like there's not mm-hmm. as many like winking nods to the past, but I love yeah. like my favorite edit in this movie. And it's so subtle is just the little like callback to Empire Strikes Back when Kylo's going to aim a ship that Princess Leia is on or the General Leia is on, excuse me, uh, and he can't do it. And then it does that little crossfade edit from his face to her face just like it did with luke and vader at the end of uh empire strikes yeah Back. so i really yeah, yeah. i really liked that but anyway you're gonna say um, something rod i cut you off sorry no no it's okay um i'm cutting people off left right and center um the scenes that kevin's talking about that you guys are talking about like um i guess they've happened in the past my problem is just like Wait, all of a sudden we've got this telekinetic portal between people? Like, when did this force work like this? Like, it was sort of, I, I, I suppose there's been moments like that before, but, but like... Doesn't, but does it matter if it happened before or not? It, it Well, it does, because we've had seven movies of, like, understanding how the mechanics of these things work. You know, we've, we've seen, like... <laughs> No, but, man. It's like, I suppose, it's like, but like, my, like, we're in a franchise that needs to grow, right? And I think that like, it's such a small thing to like, to just open up. Like, I, I don't think they're reinventing the force. So it was just like nudging the parameters of what it could be. Like, I think especially after a movie where everyone was like, "Oh, it's New Hope 2.0," and like, I really like the Force Awakens, but like, I'm the first to recognize it plays by all of the standard rules of the franchise pretty rigidly. Like here's one that just like, just nudges it open. Like and I, uh, you know, fair enough, fair enough. But 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 that coupled with Leia all of a sudden like floating in outer outer space and then zooming <laughs> herself back. That was I was like, well, the force doesn't work. I'm like, you know what? My problem with that coupled with the all of a sudden, hey, we can talk across the galaxy. We have like you know, hey, call me like hit me up on my cell phone and we'll like talk. And, and I don't like you and you don't like me and maybe we should join forces. Maybe you shouldn't. Like but all of a sudden, but it wasn't them communicating with each other. It was Snoke who was like, who was like manipulating that connection. That is true. So maybe that's and, and maybe that's why it it it, uh, it it that's maybe the excuse for it. And you're right, maybe because he's so powerful, he can he can do that. Maybe that's all it was. But like the the Leia thing compared and with with that, there's a lot of the things in this I'll movie, especially you, that Leia thing. thing. Yeah, I'll grant that too. The, that was that confused me a little. I bit. I was like, what? I was like, how? Uh, yeah, I was like, all right, whatever. Like I'll ride with it. That was weird. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> it is both emotionally like kind of uh crazy and you're like holy shit it's like kind of swelling the music gets like you know her score like the theme and it's kind of amazing at the same time i was like did we just teleport into a star trek movie what is going on (laughs) and you know what and and i and like you know i don't want star wars to be rigid but like there's gotta be some kind of rules right and like my, my problem is a lot of this movie feels to me like a little bit about the prequels, which I hate, and a little bit Star Trekky. And I'm like, what? Is, like, it that kind of bothers me. I'm like, this is not what it's supposed to be. I remember your um, tweets about that, and I, I'm curious. Um, what about it reminded you of the prequels? I'm just curious. Almost every single one of the creatures reminds me of the prequels. All those yak things that they're running around with on Cato Blight, totally that whole running around, those, like, and, and they're on those CGI, uh, whatever the hell they are, those like the big creature things, all that reminds me of the prequels. The design, the feel of it, the tone, 
um, the Canto Blight is like is or is a bite whatever that place is reminds me of a mix of one of the lavish places that you would see in the prequels that George Lucas created in 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 one of those places and also a high a, a high budget version of something you'd see on Star Trek: The Next Generation. I couldn't stand Cato Blight. See, I thought I, it was terrible. I was just like, "You're opening up the universe, and that's great, but it's I, it's a terrible opening. Expanded some in <laughs> some different way. I thought it was really really bad. And then there was tons of really bad corny jokes with these people gambling, and the one guy like, ugh, ugh, "I'm gonna be like the little like fart little alien with the coins coming out of his head or trying to feed like there was so much stupid stuff i and 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 also that whole subplot of going to that planet is completely pointless and is fruitless and is like i, I don't know why they went there it is like the, the i can't like because they had to find the than, guy they had to find the guy with the pin who could uh disable the light speed tracker <laughs> that's why yeah but i yeah, I know what, but it doesn't it doesn't turn into anything. I, the only reason I can understand it is because of the kid, right? What the reveal of the kid is the only thing that like I can but but it's just so pointless. Right, but and it I know lands the them in prison about... though. It lands them in prison which leads them to meet the person who ends up like taking them on the ship. So like I feel like it yeah, goes that places. Was, that that was cool. The fact that they went to a planet to find a code breaker and then were thrown in prison and all of a sudden, hey, who's there but another code breaker? Awesome. <laughs> that didn't like come on. Okay. Okay. All right. I but I, I have to say, if there's Star Trek comparisons, I'm all for that. I'm all for like the merging of the you know, like Abrams got a I lot gotta of go. Flag. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh shit. Did I did I did I did I t- like take too nerd of a turn for you? You uh, crossed the line. Uh, you, you crossed the line when you said Star Trek Star Wars should get into Star Trek territory. No, I'm not saying okay. Let me rephrase that. Okay, so please do. <laughs> so Abrams got uh, you know a lot of flack among hardcore Star Trek fans for his Star Trek movies being more akin to Star Wars, being these more mm. adventure-driven movies. And I guess I'm not saying that Star Wars should be Star Trek, but I'm like I'm saying let's not draw like too big of lines like between the two. Like if Star Trek can have these uh you know like kind of kinetic special effect driven action movies, then if Star Wars has a little bit of the like political and social intrigue that star trek has i'm okay with that i'm not saying that i'm star i'm totally okay with political and and social intrigue Uh, that's not what i'm complaining about with with okay so you're complaining complaining about about the actual okay production design and 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 things like that that just feel totally out of place man i i completely disagree (laughs) canto bite like completely i thought it was like well, I mean, we've had this discussion before, like, you know, I want Star Wars to go to different places, finally. Like, I'm so tired of, I mean, I like, this, I love the franchise, I'm a big fan, but, like, I'm ready for it to go to different places. And for me, like, Canto Bite was like, great, like, we're going to go to this other place. And I will concur, like, not all of it works. I thought the some of the comedy stuff there was fairly dumb. But for me, I was like, oh, wow, this is like, we've seen, like, gritty you know crappy towns that some of the most of these characters always come from it was nice it was i was cool to see like a flip side to that like here's a um an upper class 
place where all the wealthy people hang out. It, it, expand, it helps us understand who some of the powers that be are in this universe beyond the villains or the heroes that we already know. Um, and for me, weirdly enough, the, the feeling I got out of that scene was less the prequels, but more... There's one scene where those, like, horse creatures you hate, um, they, like, they stampede, and there's a shot on, like... Um, like a glass of wine or something, you can see it like rippling. I was like, that was like such a clear like Jurassic Park um, uh, reference to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like for me, all that stuff worked, and I thought um, it opened things Again, up. Like, and like, like, if, like, if, like if the next movie goes back to that city, I'm like, great. Like, let's spend more time there and find out more about like. And this goes to Ryan's point, like more about like the, the political structure, social structure in a way that's interesting and not just like dudes sitting around a room like in the prequels, like voting on stuff that I can't even remember anymore. I, I have no problem. I, I think you're miss, I, I think I have, I, first of all, I'm all for expansion. Please expand this universe as much as you can go. Please go to different planets. Please go to different locations. But don't Please change show me different. too much. Don't. Don't show me new cultures, show me new cultures, but do it in a way that I find believable. Do it in a way that, I, that, that, that makes me, that doesn't feel tonally weird, and then I can believe it. I guess that's fair. I just, I, I guess I didn't I mean, find it tonally I, weird. What if, what if <laughs> all of a sudden Batman, point, learns, think... Batman learns to fly? Isn't that strange? What? Wait, wait, wait. What if Batman's, Batman starts in the next Justice League movie? What if Batman can fly? Isn't that a little weird? Isn't that like the rules have yeah, been but set up? That feels that... like it's not that. That's like uh, Apple this movie's not breaking the rules by any stretch of yeah. the word. I don't <laughs> think. Like, I, or nor do I think that that planet is breaking the rules. Aside from like, aside from Leia no, like, space flying her way to safety, like <laughs> the rules aren't really being broken in any like substantial way. I think things are being nudged out, but like. I don't think there's anything that's happening with the force that's like, oh my god, like this is so and 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 you know so against like what we know about the force. Like it's like, ah, oh, they're stretching it. I get. I, no, no, I hear that, like, and I hear that, and I'm and I'm obviously exaggerating, and I'm being like, you know, I, I'm being uh, uh, silly about it. But I think it stretches it in a way that like I just somewhat uncomfortable in a way that I just don't completely buy. That's all. Fair enough. So, um, I was I was gonna say in in fear of this uh, running too long, um, I, I don't want to cut it off, but just some some points uh, we haven't hit on. I don't think we've really even talked about Luke yet, uh, to be honest. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, we should we should we should talk Luke. There's so many like little things, but yeah, let's talk Luke. Let's do it. Yeah, let's talk Luke. Um, for one, I thought I think Hamill's terrific in this movie. Maybe maybe the best he's been in this series um and and, uh i don't know i just i loved what they did with that character like they've they've essentially uh, it's it's almost like an interesting character switch in a weird way um because like when we were introduced to han solo and the force awakens you know because he was always the like oh the force is this religious mumbo jumbo this whatever and then you know he's interested we're introduced to him in that movie and he's like you know it's true the jedi the force all of it like a little bit more wide-eyed and like luke's like now the more kind of closed reserved uh person um and i thought that i thought that was an interesting dynamic um also i again going with the 
not quite being Empire 2.0 thing. Like, I liked that it wasn't, like, just a series of, like, Rocky training montages. Like, that's something I worried about going into the movie. Um, and then what, like, him and Ray deal with was a lot more complex than I could have imagined. I won't, I won't argue that. I just don't, I don't think Mark Hamill's a very good actor. Well, I, he's, he's, I would agree with that, but I think he is, I think, you know, he's good at playing a certain type, specifically this type, this character. Uh, if you don't, if you don't include his, his voice work as the Joker, which, um, I think is his best work, but like, but like as far as physically on screen, um, he's, I don't know. I think, I think he's, he's good. He's good in this role. Like it fits him to me. It fits him like a glove and it felt like he never left. Um, whether he's good or not, I, you know, I guess that's up for debate. Um, but I, I, I personally really liked him in this movie. Yeah, I thought he was good. And I actually, you know, part of the run up to the movie was that he was unhappy with how he was written and seeing the movie. I was like, man, I totally get it because for, for the whole saga, you know, Luke Skywalker has been built up as like, he is the face of the resistance. He is like, he's the guy who's going to lead the galaxy into, you know, away from like the iron grip of the dark side or whatever. And here in this movie, and this is, I think another bold like storytelling thing we find it like it's his fault. Like it's his fault. All of this is happening. Like he was wrong in a very profound way. And I like the idea that even as, as old as he is, as like supposedly learned or whatever, he's still prone to making a mistake that's catastrophic. He's still prone to not understanding the force or the force is not something that you just figure out. And once you have it, you have it like all that stuff to me is, is fascinating. And I think what's even better is, and maybe this came through like as he and Ryan Johnson were working up the character, I think it's they it all sets up for like a really elegant exit out of the franchise. And I think the series needed him to leave. And I kind of think they did it in a really, really beautiful way. Like that closing shot is fantastic. Like with the twin sons and he's, and he's gone and all of that. I think, I don't know. Um, that, that's, that is terrific. And it is really emotional. And it is like, again, probably one of the finest moments in the movie. I think it's just exquisite. It's so good. Yeah, I, I just think everything they did with his character, or everything they did with his character, was really refreshing, really exciting. But it also, I think, whenever we look back on the character or the history, it makes him way more. I think it makes him more interesting. I think it, I think his sort of failures and his sort of flaws make Luke Skywalker more interesting in a way that he perhaps wasn't before. You know, one of my complaints about Superman is that he's a boring character because there's almost nothing ever wrong with him. And as we saw in the DC movies, when you try and make him flawed and it goes badly, it could really come off poorly. Like, it just doesn't work. And I think the the masterstroke here is they make Luke Skywalker, this iconic hero, flawed and wrong and mistaken, but they don't lose the essence of who he is. Um, I think it's tricky to pull off, and I really... I don't know. I, I was pretty impressed by that. Same. Well, I like, love the idea of, of 
Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I love how it kind of, it deconstructs the myth around that character. Yes. Uh, totally. Because, yeah, yeah totally. because now, like, you know, we're in, and and Logan did a lot of this, too. Like, how, like, in that movie, the X-Men had been, it had been so far gone that they're already in comic books within the movie. And it's like, The Force Awakens introduced that was actually a cool thing introduced in the force awakens that they built upon like that these characters like luke skywalker is now a myth like to a new generation of people he's this person's like did he actually exist and like people have heard these different things about him and then you know ray confronts him it's like you're luke skywalker you're jedi master you're this this and that and then he's just like no i i'm like i'm not i don't want that burden um mm-hmm. and i think that's and i just think that's a that was a fascinating like deconstruction of the myth around just the force in general and that character specifically but go ahead rod what you're gonna um say. no i i totally agree and uh um you know this is a character who's lost his faith right yeah um it's i mean in some ways it's it's We've seen. I, I know people are really shocked by it, but it's 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 a trope, right? We've seen it before. The western, the gunslinger who's hung up his, his spurs oh, or sure, whatever yeah. you want. We don't want it, anything to do with this ever again. And I, I'm like, I've you know, fuck the law or whatever it is. And so it's not super brand new or anything, but I do think it works. I just sometimes people are like, they're shocked maybe because they don't expect to see it in a Star Wars movie. Um, but I do think it works, and I think Luke is. I I I. I think most of it is is I think all of it is good on paper. In fact, I think almost all of this movie is good on paper. I just don't love the execution of it um, in a lot of places tonally and just all these kinds of things. So, like, I mean, if we're talking about Luke Skywalker in the abstract and everything, we're talking about these, these things thematically and all this stuff. If you're if you were telling me this before I saw the movie and you were like, "Here's what we're gonna do with this character," I'd be like, "Oh my god, this sounds so good! I cannot wait." But I. I it's a a complicated mixed sort of bag for me in terms of like, I think Mark Hamill's okay. I think sometimes it's a little, I don't know some, but I would probably, well, in general, the, there's two, there's two stories in this movie, right? One is the, 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 um, the rebel story. And one is Luke and Leia. And the Luke and Leia story, of course they have to cut because you could just do one and it just wouldn't work. But the Luke and Leia story is infinitely more interesting than the other one. And also, I got to say, I think the other one is just balls. I can't – like that's the – is a really bad plot. See, I, I, I actually like – I don't know. I, I like that it – I like that the movie – and maybe and, – and I'm going to – bring up a star trek comparison so rod's about to leave the conversation but uh, <laughs> but i like i kind of like that the ships were at a standstill like that was refreshing like it wasn't just a like you know chase to the next thing it was just like oh they could find us and then it's just like two ships at a standstill which is very much like star trek so i'm sorry i i know but retire it was, from film it criticism a, but that's <laughs> no it was a chase it was just a chase like really slow like oh we're really tired i'm gonna get you though i'm only a few feet away i keep throwing rocks at you but i got my backpack on and my backpack will like stop the rocks from hitting me and hurting me for at least six hours and i was just like oh my god this is so like it's a slow motion chase. I, 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 and then let's send people on a mission to like, you know, turn off the tractor beam or whatever it is, the thing that they're doing. And I was like, Oh boy. Like, I really think, I think all of that is really balls. <laughs> is, is that going to is Disney going to include that on the poster? This, this plot <laughs> was balls, Rodrigo Perez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe that part uh, of it just really, 
doesn't do anything for me. And I think it's like almost, it's almost like a holding pattern written of like, uh, of like, you know, we need to get Luke and Leia or Luke and, and, and Ray back to these guys, but uh, we need to create some drama and tension. So like, here's this sort of whole other thing that we're going to construct. And it's like a, a, just a holding pattern for like this long time. And it doesn't really create the dramatic tension that it needs to. I don't think it just feels like a, a device. I mean, the other, I'll, I'll agree. The Luke and Ray story is much more interesting and, and maybe, I don't know. And maybe I just find it so interesting that I found the other story interesting too, but I guess like that one was interesting enough that it kind of carried it on its back really well. Um, but like, I, I won't disagree that I think that the Luke and the Ray uh, storyline is much more fascinating than, than the other one. Um, even though I'm also like the other story. Yeah. I mean, I'll listen, it's three. I I'll be the first to admit it's three pretty threadbare plot strands that unfold, but I never felt like they were dragging to me. Um, I think they all like for honestly, the movie's two and a half hours. I never felt it. And at a certain point, like I knew that going in, but I kind of, was lost in the movie. I never felt the running time at all. I felt it. Yeah, once. that's something we haven't dis- we oh, haven't discussed yeah. the time. And, I, I and felt like... it once because I really had to pee about like the <laughs> two hour mark. Actually, I probably did it more like yeah. the hour mark. But I'm like, nah, I can I can make it. I can make it. And then you know it... what? This movie's twenty minutes too long. Maybe even uh, thirty. I disagree, but yeah, I didn't. Feel I mean, I didn't but it all comes and down, I think I think it all audiences comes down to like whether really or not they're engaged. They're going to what? I feel audiences are really going to feel it. I don't think this movie's going to get to a billion dollars. Oh, that's, uh, that's... Uh, I think you're totally wrong. Like worldwide? It's expected it's, to do it's... like half a, half a billion this weekend, essentially. It's, yeah, it's going to be like it's... a 450 worldwide, like by time Sunday's up. It's, so I think it's it will. It, yeah, it's, for yeah, sure. I definitely think it will. I I didn't really feel the length either. Again, like all joking aside, even though that is a thing that happened, um, I didn't really feel the length of the movie either. Um, I think maybe if anything, there's a lot of there's a lot of great uh, great character moments in in the final sort of battle, um, especially between oh, yeah. Luke and Leia and and Kylo and Luke, but. I, I will admit if if anything, if anything about feeling the runtime, it's that uh the sort of like hoth ish battle, I guess, between like those speeders and like the incoming AT ATs are is like that's a little lackluster compared to what just came before it. Oh man, so that's you know the, what I would yeah. Yeah, so that's the only thing I, I could think of in terms of like Yeah, I feel like it. that, I that last live... act is just like it feels like a, the fourth act of the movie. Like that the entire going to that planet, I was like, Oh boy, we got a whole other act going on and I really felt it. Like I was like, Oh boy, like and I heard other people like from like when I was leaving the theater and some people are like, Man, that was long and like kinda dragged and uh, that's a pacing is a big thing that it will make a zillion dollars at at the beginning, but its legs. I don't know. I don't know, man. I you're, think you're probably gonna, right. You're probably I think people right. People are gonna love it. Like, like um, but for me, like the third act work, the, uh, I will tell you the one scene, the, the 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 scene that like they could easily lift out was after um, Benicio del Toro's great character. By the way, I loved Benicio del Toro. Because he was just like, I'm just going to do this crazy thing, and you're just going to have to film me, and that's it. <laughs> um, uh, I would have cut out everything with thin, 
fighting Captain Phasma, yes. where it's thank God yes. it's fucking yes. dead. Like, thank yes. God that character was dead. It is so useless. Yep. It was so, yep. like they yep. clearly yep. engineered it to be like the Boba Fett of like the new trilogy. It doesn't work. I'm so glad they killed her off because yes, who gives a You're shit? Right. Like, who gives a shit about that plotline? Cut out that fight. It was so corny. Like, all like I'm gonna yep. get Chrome Dome, which is like it's the worst line of like yep. any movie I've seen. This yeah, year. that whole that whole thing is is so it's boring. so it's that, so tired it and so boring. Cut it's... it out. Like that was the moment. I think it, I think it's written to just write her out of the story. Yeah, it gives like some closure to I, the, what happened. I would think had her fall off a ledge or something because, man, I just did not give a shit. Well, it's funny because, like, I said, I sent you guys that, uh, that, uh, like, Red Letter Media nerd crew video yeah. that, like, makes fun of Collider and whatnot. And then, like, the video is it's funny and they're just like, oh, there's a bunch of spoilers, but it's just a bunch of shit they're making up. But I swear to God, they mentioned something with that character, and I was like, wait a minute. I believe that's what happened. Like, like <laughs> and it, and it was funny because I'm like, I'm like, have they actually seen the movie or like, just, they just making a bunch of shit up? Because that's if they're just making shit up, that's hilarious that they, they nailed that. Because that was, uh, yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly that scene. And it's about f- maybe five minutes of the movie. I mean, it's cross cut between. Uh, well, no, other because stuff. like he gets betrayed, and then it's like this big action scene of him fighting her, and I think there's like another act, like there's another smaller action scene happening. At the well, same you had time. Kylo and Ray's thing going on at the same oh, time. Oh, that's right. And then you I had, had Kylo and Ray's thing, and like have and then, them leave somehow. I don't know exactly, but yeah, they could have just cut their the the Finn Captain Phasm thing out like entirely. Yeah, that was Ye- incredibly lame. You know what I was hoping for, and I think would have been like as much as I love the way. Luke, you know, he leaves the franchise, which I thought was beautiful. There was something about this, like, I just thought it was such a beautiful image. It's my favorite image in the movie with Luke. Like, imagine the movie just smash cut ended with Luke standing there, his silhouette, and all those ships and everything in front of him, Just and he's ready to face them. And it's like the sun is, is you know, glowing down, and it's like this sort of, like, OK Corral, final moment, Luke uh, standoff against all these, and then, boom, the movie just cuts I thought they were going to do that. I think that would have pissed a lot of people off. I would have been, uh, I would have been pissed off. Well, me, too, been like, me really? too. Well, that was like, even like the Hobbit movies, which I was not invested in at all. But like the second one ends that way, I believe. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember because it was probably. Oh, I can't remember. Sleep. The Hobbit movies are so bad. I mean, they, uh, they, they are terrible. But I, I think I the mean, second one ends with like the dragon goes into the city and then it just smash cuts to end. Oh, that's right. <laughs> totally right. It totally does. That's how exactly how it ends. Yeah, that was a bad movie. <laughs> no, I think I think I think the other thing about this film is that speaking of the ending, it it tells its own story while also serving as like a middle chapter. Um, I think the middle chapter stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rod. That affected you more because you felt it because there's no stakes to those other storylines in a in a real way. Um, aside from character stuff. Um, but for me, like, it tells a whole story. Like, it, we have a, you could watch this movie standalone again and, like, it'll still work, I think. Um, yeah. it doesn't have that feeling of, like, oh, I have to see how this resolves in the next one. Right. Uh, it, it doesn't have that, like, yeah. as much as, you know, Empire is a great movie and we tout it as a great movie, rightfully so. Like, I mean, that movie does end on a cliffhanger. And so, yeah. like, you do have to watch Return of the Jedi to, like, wrap that story 
up and yeah it doesn't it doesn't it 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 it, it's not it's a soft cliffhanger that's not a i wouldn't call it a cliffhanger well not like like, a complete cliffhanger but in fact to me the endings are very similar they're beaten bruised and almost defeated and they have a little like reconciliation okay you know we're still here you know and let's try and go on i feel like you know the, the the end of the end of jedi reminds me of the end of the empire honestly I, I mean, I see it a little bit. I like that the other side is also sort of, like, broken and battered. That Like, both sides kind of have to, like, regroup. Uh, and and that, I find that interesting. I feel like that, like, even though the Rebels are just down to this, like, band of people, like, the Empire is, like, just, like, kind of, like, not fell necessarily. They're still in power, but just, like, they, they took a pretty big hit. And I think that's... Um, I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, I also, I also kind of like that. I kind of like the scenes. I kind of like that Kylo and um, Domino Gleason's character, whose name I never remember. Oh I my god, like, he was so bad. He, yeah, he's never good, but I kind of, I, I kind of appreciated how bad he was this time. <laughs> I kind of. He enjoyed. was so hammy and so bad. Oh, especially he was in, in the first Force, ten minutes. He was in Force Awakens oh, too, but they yeah, treat him sure. like the butt Not of a joke like in this that. movie. <laughs> Not like this. This movie, he was like, "Oh my God, what is going on? Let's get them!" It was I so was, hammy. I actually thought he was way, way more over the top in the Force Awakens. <laughs> really? And this yeah. movie, like, it's like I was just mentioning, they treat him like, like he's the butt of many jokes in this movie, whether oh, totally. those jokes land or not. But like the the movie oh, almost jokes, like what? Those jokes landed for me, like. He's like a completely ineffectual dude. Like he, he yeah, he, he just fucks up over and over and over and over. Uh, yeah. In a way that they, I mean, they clearly make light of it because he's just he he projects this like air of like being important and all this stuff, but he's just completely fucking useless. Yeah, no, I like that. That like it, it almost felt like a character, kind of like Phasma in a way, like left over from the previous movie that they just. They yeah. didn't really. They're like, well, we don't really quite have a place for you in the grand scheme of this story. But at least now he's like in like a, a minor power struggle with like Kylo Ren in a sense. Yeah, there's he no buffer have power now. To like crush him, but yeah, um, yeah, I, that stuff was was interesting to me. Totally. Uh, are there any uh, are there any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, I want to talk uh, about one. Okay, everyone. No, no, go ahead. Go like, ahead. Um, um, Everyone should pick a moment or two that they either really – well, we've talked about moments they really liked. Either a moment you really liked or a moment you really didn't like because I want to talk about at least one moment that like almost like, kill, like just kills the scene that I was talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. You did – you teased that like at the in the non-spoiler section. So if you have it, shoot. Go, go for it. Yoda, man. Yoda shows up. The scene's really big. He fucking blows up the thing. It's like really, really dramatic. It's like, Luke, you're going to do that? Guess what? I'm going to blow it up and it's a crazy. And then, you know, he goes, uh, but it's not much of a page turner. And Luke's like, uh, yeah, right. And it's like this stupid, stupid joke with like, <laughs> this is like the page turner. Like this is like a, 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 a phrase from like 2007. And it's like, oh, I was just like, oh, that's so dated. That's so bad. You just killed the scene with a stupid joke. And it was like, oh, I, I was like heartbroken because the Yoda thing was so, oh, my God, Yoda's back. And it was like this crazy thing. And then they, this stupid joke that just like, just like pulled the, 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 
pin right out of all the dramatic air out of it. And I was just like, oh, no, not again. You didn't do that, Ryan Johnson. You just did. I was so disappointed in that. Oh, man. See, I that didn't kill the scene for me, though, I guess. Like, I agree it's not the best. It's not a good joke, but I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't kill it for me. I, it was just yeah. It was still I too... concur. Like I didn't like it, but it didn't. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, it didn't. It like I was still invested. Like I, it was just goes with all the other comedy stuff that just didn't work for me. Same. Well, the thing is, I feel like in that moment, it's like it's working and it lifts me up, and I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm engaged. I'm like, whoa, and it's like it's literally lifting me up emotionally and everything. I'm there, and all of a sudden. <laughs> And I'm back on the floor with it's just like stupid, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. They also do the same thing when Luke and Leia finally meet, right? They see each other and they, they hold hands. And I can't remember what it is, but there's a, a dumb little joke between them. Said, like they're about I, to have. I like know this... what you're going to say. I did something different with my hair. That's that was the. Line. Yes. Yes. I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Why did you do that? No, you're kidding. By that time, you know, like this is the end of the movie. and I'm like, Ryan Johnson. You are fucking killing me. This is terrible. This is a bad joke, and you've just killed the fucking. I, I know you're trying to deconstruct shit. I know you're trying to not people giving the unexpected, and but it's like Luke and Leia met, haven't seen each other in a, like fucking forever, and it's this big first emotional meeting. It's like, yeah, I changed my hair. Oh, it's like, oh god. <laughs> again, it didn't kill the moment for me. <laughs> it's. it's it, I, I again completely agree. Like I completely agree that the jokes don't land, but it just the emotion, the emotion is there, and I and it carries through a lot of the. the, I, I, the that's my issues. I think it's it kills the emotion of those scenes, and that's understandable. It, it, and and makes them silly all of a sudden. So you're like, if you're building up an emotion and you're orchestrating something, um. Someone's typing and I can really, really hear it. Like, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know if Ryan's picking it up, but, but it, it just like, it, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it kills a couple scenes for me, and then I, it's just like, I don't know. I felt like both those two were, um, really, really unfortunate. I want to do a Last Jedi edit where I take out every punctuated joke at the end of, of like, of all those scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that actually wouldn't be a bad idea just to see just to see how those scenes play out without the the jokes. But um, I don't know. Uh, Kevin, what about you? Moment you either really liked or. Really uh, well, I kind of mentioned the, the moment for me that, that still stuck in my mind is like the, is uh, Yoda and Luke watching the um, the uh, Jedi Temple burn is that's i think a pretty iconic scene um and i guess for sequence i would have to go with with again i sort of talked about this before but the this the fight in snoke's um room or chamber whatever you want to call it uh was pretty great i think it's like an all-timer for the series i really liked it yeah I, and, but, and, and it was actually uh we didn't touch upon it but even the way the, a lot of these action scenes scenes are shot are really new for the series. Like, you know, JJ Abram, Abrams, he kept it pretty conservative. Like he, he, he had like that one sort of, um, uh, the attack on Maz Kanata's, um, uh, hideout or whatever. Like that was kind of cool. And the force awakens, I had a couple cool shots, but I think with the last Jedi, Ryan Johnson really sort of pushes the envelope of how we expect, like, a lot of the the fight scenes on the air or on the ground to un, to unfold, and 
going back to the Snoke room one, even that one seems like really new and, and refreshing the way it, it plays out, um, just in how he chooses to stage it. So yeah, those were the, the sort of highlights for me. Yeah, I, I'm right there with the the fight in Snoke's room. I think is the best sequence. My favorite shot is the the dual sunset. Um, I just I, mm-hmm. I, I found it to be incredibly beautiful and and moving and, and yeah, a good a good way to see that that character out. Uh, I think we've highlighted most of the moments I didn't like. There was one joke though. There's one joke that like got the biggest response out of the audience, and I thought it was the dumbest thing ever, and I thought it belonged. <laughs> I thought it belonged in like one of the robot chicken or like family guy spoofs of the star Wars is like, you see that shot of a, like, it looks like it's a ATST or something like the feet of it. And it's just a fucking iron. And I thought that was the oh, dumbest yeah. thing. <laughs> I was like, it was, this is, this is a joke straight from the robot chicken episodes. Like that's so <laughs> weirdly out of place. It, it was, it was really silly. I was like, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's just impulses for comedy everywhere was just too much. And it's funny. It's like, I gotta, I gotta wonder, man, what the hell that the, that Lord and Miller were doing in Han Solo that drove them crazy because like, man, that must've, <laughs> that must, movie must've been the wackiest movie on the earth. If, if, if Kathleen Kennedy is okay with all of Ryan Johnson's lame jokes, then like, man, they must've been doing something way out there. <laughs> I'm wondering if there's like, I'm wondering and, 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 you know, before, like, We'll wrap this up here shortly. I'm wondering if there's like a protectiveness around. And I mean, granted, this movie has original characters too. We have Luke and Leia, but like, I wonder if there's just like a protectiveness around the Han Solo character and they were making him do things that seemed like out of place for that character and that rubbed them the wrong way. Um, I, I, who knows? We, we will, you know, hopefully somebody writes a book about that someday so we could find out like all the answers of what exactly happened. Yeah, there. that, that would be pretty interesting but sure uh but i you know again we don't know i'm just curious if they're made like if they made han solo like too much of a a a doofus or like you know like a character you would have seen in like 21 jump street or something and they're like no we're not having (laughs) it with that character so who knows oh you know what we actually didn't talk about at all is the porgs Oh fuck the port! Oh um, boy, the porgs (laughs) you know what though even actually even what little they are what's that they didn't annoy me at all. Oh man, even what little of them they had was annoying to me. They didn't annoy me, but I wasn't like I wasn't enamored by them either. Um I was the... I was just really worried they were gonna be like following around the characters all over the place, like minions or something. Not, but really in the movie it's like three scenes with them and that's done. I'm like, oh fine. Like they were they were involved. They were involved in like one of the few like comedic moments that I legitimately thought was funny. Um, so I have to, I yeah. have to give credit yeah. there with the the roasted one and he just yeah, that was, he can't that eat was it. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that was legitimately that was, funny. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think Chewbacca would have just been fuck that and eaten it and be like, fuck off, get away from me. I'm gonna eat. Leave <laughs> me alone. <laughs> Are you writing Star Wars fan fiction right now? Uh, I would love to write my own version of, of one. I would love to make one so I could finally make the one that I don't have to like. The problem with these, like, I feel like everybody, there's like some of the humor in it. I feel like Ryan Johnson is like, I feel like people feel the burden of like, this is what a Star Wars movie should be. Um, and And I feel like, 
you know, as much as his movie's different, as much as he tried to challenge and upend it, I feel like there's a lot of it still like this is what a like a Star Wars movie should have a lot of humor to it, at least in that element that like sure is yeah, sort of. Sure. Well, and I guess I was yeah. just thinking maybe maybe a good like final note before I like we steer this and stop recording, and maybe a good note to end this podcast on. Um, you know, Ryan Johnson's doing. The, that like trilogy that's going to have nothing to do with the Skywalker saga uh, that's going to take, you know, we don't know where it's going to take place, but it's, it will start filming after episode nine. Do you think, and I mean, maybe we could, I'm sure I already know the answers based on the opinions of the movie, but do you, do you believe it's in, in good hands? Like, are you excited to see uh, those movies based on what you've seen in the last Jedi? No. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I actually totally am. Just get someone else to write the jokes. <laughs> well, it sounds like he's he's forming a writer's room, which is probably the best great. is the best thing. But, for I, him. But, but I'm glad. Like, great. I get someone who's who's who wants to, like, push the boundaries of this franchise and do different things. Like, I would much rather him than J.J. Abrams. And this is coming from someone who actually likes The Force Awakens and likes Super 8 and all that stuff. But I think he's a good voice to like take it somewhere else i would agree i mean he's he's a fresher voice i i like abrams as well but he's too beholden to the past i mean that's what the force awakens is is that like one foot in the past uh super eight is all about that um even his first star trek movie with the with uh leonard nimoy being in it like he like that's kind of like both his style and also what's inherent in although weirdly he's actually yeah, but although weirdly, I think he's actually a good choice to like bring this full circle, yeah, rather to... than like to like rather than spinning out the final movie into like a whole other dimension. Like it'll, I think, I hope that it'll take like where it's been expanded, but then like loop it, kind of loop it back to like a nice closure. Oh yeah, so he'll um, he'll close the loop. He'll close yeah, Ryan I loop. I, yeah, I kind of kind of like that idea. Yeah, I'll say this: like imagine. If Ryan, if if J.J. Abrams would have written and directed this one, we would have gotten a really bad Ray's parents thing. Like, thank God Ryan Johnson, at least for that, was yes. able to totally demystify that. If J.J. Abrams would have written that, oh boy, we'd be in trouble. Oh, totally, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it would have been a, it would have been a really dumb connection or something stupid for sure. Yeah, big time. I mean, yeah, we all saw Star Trek into Darkness. Like it would have, <laughs> it would have been another con situation. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree. Well, and, and my issue with Ryan Johnson taking it at first, which is really exciting, like him going to do this, I'm afraid he's going to take things and, and veer them off into more like Star Trekky territory. It's going to get so weird, and it's going to get so strange, and it's going to be like I don't know. Like it just. Well, I heard, then we've... I heard today that he's setting the entire trilogy in Canto Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I don't want to see that place again. I think that might be as good a spot any to to end. <laughs> you no, nothing will be topped after after that. Well, th- thank you guys for uh, logging on and chatting. I think I think we got a lot to. I think we unpacked a lot here today. So yeah, definitely. It was, it was fun.